It's on a sugar show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's... It's video games, it's movies, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Jonah Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God, this voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars. Yes. And welcome to the Donna Sugar Show. Really? Come on. <clears throat> you can do this. Oh, yes. Oh, girls. I find that as I get older, it's harder to, to get up. Wait. Okay, you know, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm sure there's a pill to help me to get up to those high notes. Um... <laughs> God, I, I didn't think it started off as a Viagra joke and then it turned into a Viagra joke and then I realized that it was a Viagra joke and I think I leaned too heavily into it. Um, yeah, my brain did not realize what I was doing as I was doing it. So, hi girls, welcome back to another week. Uh, <laughs> I need to start off right away. I mean, the very first thing I do other than making a weird Viagra joke. My dear friend, I love her so much, um, Emily and Martin. Emily actually did the artwork for my show. Um, they had a, a baby girl, uh, July 7th. Her name is Tulip, and they're going to call her Pip. It is so adorable. The baby is so cute. Uh, so congratulations. She's so pretty. Oh, she's just so cute. I can't wait to meet her. Oh, goodness. I am uh, I am still home alone. Um, I have been for the last two weeks, and I will be for another week more. Uh, my roommate, uh, Ryan, is down in Florida. Uh, his father had recently had knee surgery, and he's staying there to help out, which that is what a good son does. Um, I would have done the same thing. Uh, so I... Uh, I completely understand. Um, and <laughs> if my mother needed me, I'd be there in a second. But my mother doesn't need me right now. Cause, because as of yesterday, my mother is in Jamaica for a week. She's never been there. I've never been there. I want to go. I'm like so... <laughs> I'm sad that my mother went to Jamaica before me. Like It just sounds like so much fun. Um, I don't think that me and my mom would be going to Jamaica for the same reasons. Um, she is going with a bunch of her gal friends and, uh, her sister, my aunt, um, and they're going to just drink and enjoy the beach and, and relax. I mean, I'd be going for marijuana and black dick, uh, but I mean, that's everyone's choice. I mean, it's Jamaica is, is filled with dreams for everyone. <sighs> Six foot two and broad and mm, dreams for everyone what were we talking about oh jamaica yeah it's beautiful oh the 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 wilderness and countryside and oh, are they un i bet they're uncut too uh, moving on let's move on so Anyone who is a fan of uh, Pride 48, the uh, podcasting group, if you have no idea what Pride 48 is, let me explain. 
Uh, Pride 48 is a group of LGBT podcasters that kind of have, this is like a network of their own. You can check them out at pride48.com. And every year they do an event for live streaming. Now, the event is this wonderful way of listening to (laughs) a bunch of different gay podcasts all weekend long, live, doing live shows. And it's coming up at the end of this month. So for July 23rd through the 25th, Friday through Sunday, there is going to be a weekend of LGBTQA, all the letters, podcasting. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, I'm so excited. You have no idea. So you would go to pride48.com or any or any app that... Um, Streams through there. You can do it from your phone. It'll work from your phone. It'll work from your home computer. Um, you go to pride48.com and uh, you would click the Listen Now link and you can listen to a live podcast almost 24-7 throughout the entire weekend. There is a There are uh, breaks, like chunk uh, chunks that there are no shows happening. But for, for the most part, once you go to the website, you can check out a full schedule here. I have two shows. (laughs) One of them I highly encourage everyone to go to. The other one I highly encourage only a select group of you to go to. So so 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, I have my my main show, The Donna Sugar Show. Um, That'll be Saturday the 24th. And that'll be a fun... um, I'm hoping it's going to be a show with some friends here. I'm still working on that. I'm hoping they're going to be available. I think it will be great. Um, I'll do some fun stuff. I think I think we're drinking. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to watch how much I drink because once again, Donna Sugar Late Night is happening at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is 11 p.m. Pacific. You get to hear the Donna Sugar Show Late Night Stories. Uh, uh, this has been called Tissue Time with Donna Sugars. This has been called many things. This is when Donna Sugars reads erotica. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, I have a really difficult time keeping a straight face when I'm reading it. So I tend to, I mean, nothing, it, it never comes out the way that it starts. It always goes off on a weird tangent. Oh God, it's so good. And, um, I've had a few people that are talking about interested in reading stories with me. So I'm like, oh, oh, maybe maybe not alone. Um, so it should be interesting. Um, I already kind of know which stories I'm going to read. There's some real filthy ones I found that I just adore. So um, if, you are <laughs> if you are interested, check out pride48.com and you can find out and you can see a list of the different podcasts. And you can go to their different websites and learn about them. So many amazing podcasters. Um, I know from the the Gayish podcast is definitely doing their show. My friends over there, and Scott the Seder in the Seder Sphere is actually right before me, um, before the Donna Sugar show at eleven p.m. So I I'm gonna get to listen to him right before I go on the air. So it should be a lot of fun. Other than that, I found that I'm falling into a really bad cycle of repetition, and I know that it's important to have. Um, to create patterns to help you like kind of keep yourself calm. But what I've found that I have had the trouble doing is that I fall into these same patterns and weeks go by and I don't realize weeks have gone by. So um, I, 
it happens and it's, it, it sucks. You don't even realize that it's happening at first. I, I'm wondering, does anyone else have that issue where you just, you don't even realize the fact that, like, has it really been, like, it's July in 2021. I feel like this year has flown by at such a speed, but I know that it's almost just self-hypnosis. I put myself on autopilot to such an nth degree that I don't even realize that a full year has almost gone by. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's it's how my crazy mind works. And it really, I it doesn't bother me at times, but I'm trying to find things to break it up. I do have a vacation coming up next week, which I'm so looking forward to. We're going to the Poconos. Uh, so <laughs> some of you will hear that. And it's probably a name that you've heard before. Um, I'm going to hold on here. I've got to pull up the link here. I had it and then I lost it. One sec. And I lost it. Oh, my God. So um, so, <laughs> so the Poconos Mountains are in Pennsylvania. Um, they are very close to New York. So it's it's a nice place to go. Uh, it's a vacation spot. It's up in the mountains. There's lots of cabins. Uh, so we found an Airbnb, uh, me and Corey and Cam and two of our friends. And we are going out for a four-day weekend our house is a jacuzzi. There's some hiking happening. I'm going to bring my soundboard so that we can record a podcast. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, so I've never been there. Um, I've been to Pennsylvania like eerie, <laughs> but I don't think I've really been to any other spot in Pennsylvania. So I'm kind of looking forward to going anywhere. Um, I mean, oh, I've been to Pittsburgh. I have been to Pittsburgh. Uh, so it'll be fun uh, to kind of go and hang out in the place. I it, it's it's a way of breaking the day up. It's a way of doing something else. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm um, just having having a relaxing weekend where I just I don't know I can let myself focus on something else. And I love trees and mountains. So if we're up in the mountains with like pine trees and shit, I'm gonna be so happy. And there's like a crick in the back and all that. Like, it's going to be really cute. And I mean, you had me at jacuzzi. Okay. <laughs> so I am looking forward to the getaway. So darlings, let's move right into all of our favorite segments. Two minutes of news. Okay. You rock. <laughs> two minutes of news. Yes. Cristiano Ronaldo removes two bottles of Coke from the press table at the European Championship in which Coke is the major sponsor and declares drink water. An Iowa man who assaulted and spit on a person for asking him to wear a mask has been sentenced to 10 years in prison. A thrashed and urine-soaked home in Colorado Springs has been dubbed a little slice of hell and is listed on the market for $590,000. A struggling Ukrainian couple handcuffs themselves together for 123 days to save their relationship. And of course, right after that, they break up. Because if I have to shower with you, and shit with you. I wouldn't want to ever see you again either. An Amazon worker in New York City making over $19 per hour cannot afford rent anywhere near her work and actually lives out of her car in the work parking lot. Thanks to the ever-creepy Josh Duggar, the Duggar family once again has no television show as TLC is forced to cancel their new show, Counting On. Uber douche Ryan Lochte, age 36, fails short of qualifying for his fifth Olympics after coming in seventh in the 200-meter individual medley at the U.S. swimming trials in Omaha, Nebraska. 
The eight GOP reps who voted against making Juneteenth a national holiday appeared to close their offices anyway, proving just how much a hypocrite they all are. Further proof that racism is alive and well in America, a group of Asian students were attacked by a 35-year-old white man who threatened to shoot them over a fire pit in San Diego. Cincinnati Red star Joey Votto personally apologizes to a six-year-old fan after he was ejected from the game she came to see him in. Peloton, the fitness company who charges over $4,000 for their treadmill, will now require them to pay $39 per month to continue using their machine. Netflix's new dating show Sexy Beast puts two people in full-face prosthetics to test if love truly is blind for a first date. Convicted murderer Derek Chauvin is sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison for the murder of George Floyd. As a response to the haters of the latest Montero Call Me By Your Name video, Little Nas X kisses a male dancer during his BET awards and it was hot. Brazilian presidential hopeful Eduardo Leite comes out as gay. And finally, Michelle Yeoh has been cast as Skyen in the Netflix prequel series The Witcher Blood Origins and I love her as an actress. Two minutes of news! Yes! Oh my god, darling. So let's go ahead and talk about the stories that are the most important. First of all, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my god. He could give two shits that Coke is a sponsor. He literally goes up, sees the Coke cans, he gives this quizzical face, moves them out of his camera sight, and is like, drink water while holding up his bottle. Like, it's such a fuck you. It's so good. Um, the man in Utah, not Utah, in Iowa, um, came into a Vision for Less Eyewear Center in November with a mask over his mouth, but his nose was still exposed. He was asked to cover it. It led to an altercation. Um, and he spit on and insulted a person. So he got 10 years in prison. He got everything he deserved. He put people at risk. He's being punished for his actions. So a home in Colorado Springs. It's been, it's been called the Little Slice of Hell. It is a five-bedroom, four-bathroom Colorado Springs home that has spray paint all over the wood furnishings, the carpets, the walls. It has been thrashed, urine-soaked. And there's still, there are 16 written cash offers in the first 24 hours. What the fuck is wrong right now? That's insane. That's that's nuts to me. I'm sorry. Now, I don't care how close I am to a person. I don't care if we are best friends. I don't want to watch you shit. And I half the time, I don't want to watch you shower either. Like, I have had conversations with friends while they're showering. And I've maybe been sitting on the toilet and I can't see them because obviously there's like a, a, a shower curtain. And I've been at that level with a few friends over the years. But to be handcuffed to a person and be forced to shower with them, like I don't care how close you are. I don't care if you're trying to save the relationship. That is fucking twisted so badly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not surprised they broke up. I, I don't think I would have lasted 123 days. <laughs> but of course, I have never been in a relationship and I am happy that way. And I wouldn't know what to do with it. Even if I did, even if I was happy, I don't know. It's too much. So this is kind of the read. Okay. So the GOP lawmakers who voted against the Juneteenth as a federal holiday, there were 14 in total. Eight of them closed their office on Juneteenth anyway, even though they signed, they were against it becoming a federal holiday. Like, how much more of a hypocrite can you be? Like, <laughs> and and why would you not want to celebrate the end of the most disgust? Well, one of the most disgusting periods of our country's history. Like, it's really kind of grossy to be against that, and it really, really, really talks about 
who your base is and who you actually believe in if you would vote against that. Now, just to prove just how ignorant <laughs> some Republicans are, Ralph Norman goes on to criticize it and says, How many more holidays do we want? He asks. Are we going to do one for the Native American Indians? Or so as Native Americans. And no, they don't have a holiday. And yet our country still federally recognizes a holiday for a mass murdering idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. Columbus Day. Like, can we start having a holiday for Native Americans? They do deserve one. The story about Joey Votto is absolutely fucking adorable. So the six-year-old is a huge fan of him um, and came to the show. He was ejected uh, early on in the game um, when he found out about it. It is so, so adorable what he did. So he, I mean, obviously, I, and I hope that it was him um, or, or some, I mean, someone had to have seen it because a picture went out online of this little girl so sad. She is such a fan of Joey Votto. She named her dog Joey Votto. And so the picture goes out of her with like this, this horrible, sad face. And then by the fourth inning, a couple innings in, um, she's given a ball and some popcorn and she got to go out to the dugout where she's given this ball and it says, uh, I am sorry I didn't play the entire game and he had signed it. And then the next day they were invited back where he actually got, uh, she actually got to meet Joey Votto. So I think that's really cute of him to do that. I think that's absolutely sweet. So <laughs> that little girl, she's only six years old and that little bit kind of helps her fall in love with baseball. If I spent $4,000, like let's just say, I spend $4,000 on a bicycle, but then I was told I can only ride that bicycle on a special track that I have to then pay $39 per month to ride on. I wouldn't buy that bicycle. So uh, apparently a lot of people bought it and they would do something called Just Run, which is pretty much a Peloton being exactly what the fuck it is, a treadmill. That's it. That's all it is. It's a treadmill, uh, but it doesn't have a screen with a person yelling at you. Um, so they have disabled just run mode so that the only way a person could use a Peloton treadmill is to be taking a class or be doing one of their programs, which is $39 a month to use. That's fucked up on so many levels. <laughs> like, come on. Um, there's a lot of cuckoo ones. Please, please go look and watch the show. Uh, <laughs> sexy beast. It is fucking hysterical. The clip has a girl in a full, like, I'm not talking about face prosthetics. I'm talking about cowl, which is the whole head. She is a dolphin. She's got a huge fin off the top of her head, a blowhole on her forehead. It is so fucking hysterical. I think that all of you need to watch it because it is brilliant. It's just so good. And that is really it. I mean, other than M Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh is amazing. I love her. Um, more stuff with her. <laughs> I love Star Trek. She was so good in Star Trek, so I, sh I know she's going to be brilliant in The Witcher, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Let's move on. What's this? It's the internet. What's that? It's a big network and open forum that allows the expression of opinions where people have discussion with their different points of view. Okay, darlings. So let's talk about some things from the internet. First of all, I need to say this. And so if any of you are <laughs> sensitive, I'm going to go ahead and play this right now because I got to talk about this for one second. Mom, don't listen. Mom, don't listen. Mom, don't listen. I'm talking about dicks. Yeah, dicks. You've been warned. Okay, guys, I'm going to say this. And, and for those of you who, like, I know some people who listen to the show who this conversation is not going to be something you want to listen to. But I must say it anyway. I want you all to just have to deal with it. 
So I was watching a, a scene, an adult scene uh, from Cocky Boys Studios, um, in which Corey Kane bottoms for a newer performer named Leo Luis. Now you can check it out over bananaguy.com, which is one of my favorite websites. So check it out, bananaguy.com. You'll find it there. Um, it was from not that long ago. So beforehand, there's an interview. They love, I love Cocky Boys because they have those little interviews before that's the colby knox people uh, um those two um their scene with with uh, cocky boys is how they kind of talk about how they started dating and how they fell in love and like amazing and they, now they have their own studio where they just invite twinks to their farm and have orgies that gets great like god bless uh so <laughs> in the interview first of all the scene is great um, except for the fact that he's like sitting there drawing shirtless in the middle of the fucking forest and some random twink comes up presenting like like he's in fucking heat. Um, he has a very large penis. He's a he's a very skinny, very twinkish looking young man with a gigantic penis. Like it is long and it is thick. It is I it, if penis girth and length were riches. He's a one percenter. There, there would be protests in parks where people lived in tents, upset about his penis. Um, it is gigantic. He said the, he only dates porn stars because they're the only ones that can take it. Now, it is large. I will admit that it's a very large penis. But I'll tell you right now, there are lines of people that would stretch around this dude's house dozens of times that would have no problem taking that dick maybe if he fucked someone older than him <laughs> maybe if he didn't only fuck twinks i don't know i don't know his deal i don't know who he's fucking um but for him to say that he can only date porn stars because they're the only ones capable of taking it i think is a little ridiculous okay <laughs> i'm not saying that i could but i know people who could I mean, literally, I, I listened to a podcast the other day, and that hoe could definitely have taken that dick. And their sound technician could easily have taken, well, now he's not a sound technician, now he's a producer. The, the, I mean, I'm just going to say, you know what, You, I guarantee every member of the gayish podcast could take that dick without a problem. Like, Mike had might have to work himself up to it, but he would eventually get there. Uh, so, darlings, like... <laughs> It just it it was enough that I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Oh my god, uh, mom, I'm glad you're in uh, Jamaica. Please don't ever listen to this. Okay, moving on to regular <laughs> internet talk. Oh god. So other than that, I'm spending a lot of time on TikTok, and I'm loving some TikTok. <laughs> um, I do want to give a shout out, and I don't know if I gave a shout out to her ever before, um, but hold on, I'm gonna get you her name so you can go to TikTok and check her out. So if you go to her, if you go onto TikTok and you look for Salty Cochina, uh, it's S-A-L-T-Y-C-O-C-I-N-A. She's great. I have this really great video of her making, oh God, what were those tacos called? It was the tacos with the sauce and she made enchiladas from scratch. She got a lot of shit. Um, oh, it's the Bidia tacos. Oh God, I want to make them so bad. And she like shows you how to make them yourself. Like she's great. Uh, she got flack because someone said that her enchiladas were cheating. So she's like, oh, my enchiladas are cheating? Well, let me show you what really cheating enchiladas are. And they're, <laughs> it's literally like 
frozen taquitos and then you put some green canned enchilada sauce and some shredded cheese and then lettuce and onions, uh, lettuce, tomatoes and onions afterwards. And I'm like, okay, like those, those are cheating. But he's, she's like, I still make them and they're delicious. Because <laughs> I bet they are. I will admit, and this is completely off topic. Well, kind of off topic. Green enchilada sauce. I can't tell the difference between homemade and canned. Red, I can something about red i can totally tell the difference because like my our friend's restaurant that they make it fresh you can tell the difference between that and something out of a can and i will admit if we're already talking about tiktok i'm also obsessed and it's got me into a weird place where i'm watching a lot of videos this one is called right choice shearing which is this wonderful woman who shears llamas and sheeps and she talks about them and they're just adorable and you just see how happy they are once they have all that weight off oh my god it's insane so check those out um i've also on youtube have become obsessed with the russell howard hour now i've been obsessed with him i think he's gorgeous i don't care about the lazy eye i want him to do terrible things to me i love his comedy i think he's great um i love his relationship with his family and (laughs) his tv show is so good i mean i just something about i i'm really in the wrong country because the uk like their government's just as fucked up as ours but to be fair like i like their people (laughs) i love their people so much so i just get it it's just so good so you can check out they have full episodes on youtube you can check them out it's great right now i am deep in a star trek uh, uh, vortex on netflix so i am rewatching all of the star treks i just rewatched enterprise i moved on to next generation um i just (laughs) love next generation um i just saw that really terrible episode so the episode is from season three. Um, it was season three, episode five, called The Bonding. So they go down to this planet of a species that had long destroyed itself. And um, a device kills the mother. Uh, and Worf has to come back and be like, she died. There was an explosion. And she has a son who's on the ship. And the son is played by Gabriel Damon. And you would remember Gabriel Damon if you're like me, a child of of that age. Um, He was the little kid in RoboCop 2. He was also in Newsies. Um, It's a face that you've definitely seen before. And I looked at him recently and he's he's still really he's really cute. He's a very cute man. Um, You knew he was a cute kid. He was a cute man. He definitely has that. That face has not changed. Um, And it's. It was such a sad episode, and then it really ended with this kid working through that and being adopted into War's family in, in, in a thing, something called The Bonding. So it's a really cool episode, but at the same time, it's very sad. It makes me sad because I think about my dad. So um, <laughs> I am deep in that. I will, I will finish that, and then I'll move on to Deep Space Nine, and then I'll move on to Voyager. I just have to. Sometimes you just need to watch something you've already seen. And then like there are so many shows I should be watching, but I I need to watch these first. So <laughs> oh, I forgot how cute Will Wheaton was. And even now he's still cute. I am such a thing for Will Wheaton. I mean, it's never going to replace my Echep love. I mean, I'm always gonna have that love of Echep from uh, Voyager, but Will Wheaton's a very close second when it comes to Star Trek love. So <laughs> let's move on and talk about some video games did you want anything else oh yeah i do you want to ride the bull oh get into it literally okay darling so (laughs) i'm not even going to put the mom don't listen warning on this because a lot of the games that i have been playing have been 
smut. And this one is no different. Uh, this one you can find over at itch.io. Um, it is called Tim's Terrible Tuesday. It is an 18 plus gay bara. Uh, uh, and it is from Devil, D E E V I L. Now, I'm going to give you the description of this and then we'll talk about it a bit. There will be a little bit of spoilers in the game. Uh, so, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, your name is Tim. You're a little lazy and, quite frankly, pretty unreliable. Your work, uh, you work for an advertising agency and you're, you are still in your probationary period. Can you navigate through this terrible Tuesday and get the happy ending you deserve? So this is all 3D animated. It is very well animated. <laughs> um, quite enjoyable. It leads to many scenarios that and and there are many choices and some choices will lead to you getting fired from your job and some scenarios will end with you having sex with a random person <laughs> um that guy that helps you when you get a flat tire your boss the night security guard hey that super sexy <laughs> nurse at the hospital could be any number of people um, and there are good and bad scenarios. It is highly enjoyable. It has a certain level of replayability <laughs> to it because when you get fired, you have to start over. Um, so trying to figure out the best way to not get fired is always amazing. Um, the game actually does. Uh, they A lot of games in itch.io, they give you the option of paying um, and they give you a recommended cost. This one actually has set it at $5. I think it's absolutely worth the $5. I paid it right away and enjoyed it right away. <laughs> it was a really fun game. I think it was really funny and silly. And I tried to do the various... I played through it a couple of times trying to get all of the... Um, they have unlockable like scene pictures that show like hey you've gotten this tree and you've gotten to this point because here's a picture to show that you made it there um so i was like determined to try and unlock every single one so played through it a couple of times i think it's really interesting i think the men are very attractive and i think they were very well done i think that the people who are capable of doing these kinds of designs are brilliant artists and i <laughs> i cannot speak uh, more highly of them so Go and check out uh, Devil's work. Um, he's done a few different games um, that are part of that studio. Uh, he also has A Day in the Park, which I love. Um, Orc Running Club. And then there's the new one, Late Night Gym. Um, some of them are very raunchy. All of them are very inappropriate and <laughs> truly wonderful games. So check them out over at itch.io. Uh, it's devil.itch.io. Um, and you can find all the games there. So I'm going to leave it there, and we will have another smutty, disgusting game next week. I don't mean disgusting in a bad way. I absolutely love it. Loved it a lot. <laughs> Moving on. She's probably playing WoW or something. Job's done. Me not that kind of orc. Okay, darlings, I know it's been a while, but we are going to continue on talking about the Burning Crusade, and we are going to talk about the zone called Zangarmarsh. This is right after you leave Hellfire Peninsula, you make your way to Zangarmarsh. 
It was once known as the Zangar Sea. It is a hauntingly beautiful swamp covered with a forest of giant mushrooms. Though largely teeming with life, sections of the swamp have begun to die as of late, and the sapient fungi of the region seek help in returning it to life. It is just west of Hellfire Peninsula, and it is filled with fungal giants, spore bats, and spore walkers. Now, there is a lot of story that happens in Zanger Marsh. It is one of the areas of Outlands that I enjoy doing every time I had to play through it. It is also an area <laughs> um, that annoyed a lot of people. So let's talk about Zanger Marsh. So this beautiful area. Now, later on, when you get to go to Draenor and see an unbroken Draenor, um, the area that you know as Zangar Marsh is just an open sea called the Zangar Sea. Now, when the world was destroyed, when uh, Ner'zhul tried to open those portals to other worlds and destroyed the planet of Draenor, creating Outlands, obviously the water left. Well, what water survived uh, created this swamp. And these mushrooms that were already growing kind of on the edge of the lake's they just continue to grow. Uh, there's some very cool settlements. One of, the, one of the coolest cities that you will see in the game is actually the Alliance Settlement in Zangermarsh, which is built on the cap head of a giant mushroom. So there is an elevator lift that will pull you up to the top of the mushroom where you will see that this is where their settlement has been carved into the mushroom. It's a very beautiful thing to see. So some notable things about this area is... When the Horde was rising up to uh, conquer the um, Velen's people, con conquer the Draenei, uh, and then eventually build the portal that would take them to Azeroth, they began assaulting all of the various settlements of the Draenei, including one of their primary ones called Shatra City. At one point, Velen and a large group of his survivors were able to hide from the Orcish genocide while waiting on the shores of Zangara, or the Zangar Sea, which would become Zangarmarsh. Now, Illidan Stormrage, we've spoken about him. He is the night elf who took some demon energy inside himself and let himself be transformed so that he could conquer the Burning Legion and destroy them. So at one point after he attempted to destroy the Frozen Throne and the Lich King, he flees to the Outlands, where he tries to hide himself away from, Kelth, uh, from the Burning Crusade and kill Jaden. Now, his most trusted advisors, these two people who had become his allies, Kelthas Sunstrider, the head of the Blood uh, blood Elves, and Lady Vash, a Naga, who we discussed. The Nagas were um, elves that were transformed by dark magics to survive under the sea and look almost like snake creatures, but they can exist under the sea. They went with them. Now, Zangermarsh, at its very center, you start to notice that parts of Zangermarsh are drying up. There's no water. Where's the water going? And then you start noticing these weird pipes. And all the pipes lead to the central giant lake in which you see this massive complex is being built. And you find out what's happening. Lady Vosh, from these, this Quelfeng Reservoir 
is siphoning the waters of Zangermarsh for some nefarious deed. Now, in the game, you never truly find out why. Why is she draining the waters? One theory is that she was trying to control the sparse amount of water that Outlands had left to control the populations. Another was that they were going to concentrate the water to create a new Well of Eternity, the Well of Eternity being that magical fount of energy from Azeroth that gave the elves their power. When you first enter the zone, you'll be met with the Cenarian uh, Refuge, and you'll be met with a group called the Cenarian Expedition. Now, they are a faction of Night Elves and Torrens, so both Horde and Alliance, um, that are being led by Yassel Windsinger. Now, the expedition was sent by the Cenarian Circle from Azeroth to explore the surviving life forms of this uncharted world of, of Outlands, of what formerly was Draenor. When they get there, they enlist you to both fight against the Naga and their slaves that are slowly draining these waters um, and help to restore the life. Now, there is a tribe of sentient spore creatures. So these spore creatures are called the Sporegar, and they have a small settlement where they live in Zangermarsh, and they're the change of the climate of the marsh has put them in danger, and they've asked adventurers to assist them in their survival. Now, what's cute about this is, first of all, they're adorable. Um, and they have you running out, and they have you, like, killing uh, mobs, uh, and you have to eventually work on your reputation with them. What's really cute is their names. All of their names <laughs> sound like things associated with allergies and sickness so most notably you have hachu achu uh kanix for kleenex uh tishu for tissue <laughs> and gazunt for gazuntites <laughs> uh, very cute i thought that was something that that was pointed out on wowpedia's fandom site for for world of warcraft that i don't think i ever noticed now that i know it's it's adorable <laughs> Ultimately, as much as I love this zone, you will spend very little time in this zone. You will very quickly make your way through it. But when you do, in, in the case of the story, it's most important that you make your way to the center of it all. In the center, you will find three dungeons. The slave pens, where they keep the slaves. The underbog, which is this area with these large uh, mushroom creatures. And the steam vault, which is the heart of the mechanism that controls the, the, the suction of the waters out of the lake. And a raid called Serpent Shrine Cavern. It is there that you will face off against Lady Vash herself, one of the three major generals in Illidan Stormrage's army, and you'll defeat her. In that defeat, you will have taken one of his major generals, lowered his power and his control over Outlands, and you will have freed what's uh you will freed the Sporgar people of the destruction of their swamps, and you will stop the pumping of the water out of Outlands. I'm gonna leave it there. From there we are going to head south to one of the most lore-intense regions called the Terracar Forest. And it is there that we will go to several major cities of the Denai and learn about the barbarians 
nefarious acts performed by the orcs. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> okay, darlings, we're going to go ahead and leave it here. Uh, I just want to very briefly talk about it for a second. This last little bit. I know the show's a little longer than normal, but I really want to get this out. And honestly, uh, this seems to be a pretty typical length, so this might just be the length of the show. <laughs> I just have to accept that. I think a half hour maybe is is too much to ask for me because I just want to talk about everything. And I know that there's... Oh my God, I just realized I never talked about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Girl, we we got to talk about that next week because <laughs> there's so much good happening on that show. Um, this show, I can already tell, is a lot better because I feel better today. I, I have been trying to record this show for a week and... Yesterday, I'm like, I put aside time, like, I am recording the show right now. And I tried to record it, and it just, it was just bad. (laughs) It was sad, and nothing was motivating me, and it was just mopey. And I have to tell you that there are times that it's very difficult for me to record a show, because the voice in my mind is saying, what do you have that anyone wants to listen to? And I know from talking to people who are my friends and people who listen to the show that that is not the case, that that, that people laugh at the shit I say. I mean, I, <laughs> I call myself a monster sometimes and, and people say that that's self-deprecating. And I'm like, darlings, I, I, I'm not exaggerating the fact that I'm saying I'm a monster. Girl, I'm six foot five without heels, without wigs put wigs and heels on me i'm a fucking monster i mean honestly if you if i wear a purple if i were to wear a blue and purple suit you can call me sully like girl if i'm wearing all green i'm fucking shrek like (laughs) i am a monster sometimes and there's nothing wrong with that um but i think that that sometimes i get so much in my own head that it's difficult to record a show because I, I, in my mind, the, the entire time I'm recording, nobody wants to hear this. You're not funny. No one wants to hear you and talk about something stupid. And then, and then there's that little voice. It's like, oh, you're talking about something inappropriate. You know that your mother listens to this. You know that your friend Tracy listens to this. They're not going to want to hear you talk about dick. They're not going to listen anymore. And so like, it's, it's this constant barrage. And so it can be very difficult. <laughs> um, some of it is that I, like that whole conversation, like, okay, as an example, that whole conversation in this episode that we had talking about Leo Luis and his giant penis, um, that just epic penis, that is a conversation I can have in this setting because I'm in a room by myself. My roommate isn't sitting at his desk next to me playing video games as I'm recording, making little sounds under his breath. Um, that the microphone picks up, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Um, it's I'm it's n- I'm not face to face with my friends talking about this. Hey, because like, how many of you face to face chat about porn? <laughs> something that we all do, something that we all experience. I mean, how many of you do it? So uh, I will say that Donna Sugar's behind the mic, and Donna Sugar's when she's playing World of Warcraft in the gayish Discord, chatting with her friends. They're very different people than meeting Adam in person because Adam in person is very quiet and very shy when he doesn't feel safe. (laughs) 
So um, I think that where you saw a, a breakdown is if you went to Vegas uh, for the Pride 48 conventions that I went to, um, it took me a while to warm up. And after a few years, and then at a certain point, like I was just happy because there were people there that were loving and supportive. At first, I was so afraid. I'm like, nobody knows who I am. Nobody cares who I am. Um, I did my show with with Nessa, another podcaster, and I'm just like, well, people know and love her, so I need to do my show with her because they don't know me. They don't care about me. Please. Um, I The outpouring of love I got that first year was truly amazing. And it helped me so much to really, re- <laughs> to really accept myself in a certain way. And it's still difficult. It's still difficult in a face-to-face setting for me to be kind of an authentic, loud, <laughs> true self that I am as Donna Sugars. Um, and that's going to be something I'm going to work on for the rest of my life. So, darlings, I'm saying all this to you to apologize that you're not getting the podcast consistency that you did. I I need to keep pushing myself and I need you to push me. So darlings, if you notice that the shows are not coming out as consistently as you want, let me know. If something I said in an episode makes you uncomfortable, let me know. Um, If there's something you just want to like punch me, you just want to be like, hey, what's going on? Get your shit together. Let me know. (laughs) I love that. I love, I love hearing from you because it reminds me that it's not just for me, that doing the show is something that people listen to. And looking at my numbers, consistently there are people listening. And I love you, uh, you you few darlings, you few, you tiny few <laughs> that listen to my show regular, uh, regularly and uh, every week that it's there. So darlings, I'm going to leave it here. This show is so long. Kisses. Mwah! Oh, God. I hope mom doesn't hear that whole conversation. Oh, that gigantic monster of a penis. Oh, God. It's just, it's like two, it's it's definitely a two-hander. Mm, I can make it fit. Okay, kisses. Mwah. Bye. Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend. You know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And darlings, I love to hear from you. So give me a call at 716-236-8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at DonnaSugars.com. Or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at DonnaSugars. And on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out on Tumblr at DonnaSugars.tumblr.com. Tumblr. That amazing place where physical beauty was enjoyed by all in all of its splendor. And thanks to Prudes, now all you can see are pet memes and funny text exchanges between moms and kids. And me, holding out that someday the dicks might return. That's Tumblr.com. Kisses, darlings. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.